The views and opinions expressed on this podcast do not reflect that of the Up Together organization. I'm Candy Marie. And I'm Meta Diaz, and welcome to the Moving Up Together podcast. Do you guys remember a few years back when a candidate for mayor in New York created the rent is too damn high party? Well, the way things are going these days, I'm about to start the everything is too damn high party. I'm talking food, gas, housing, everything has gotten way more expensive. But you know what hasn't changed? The federal minimum wage. It's still $7.25 an hour. That's right. And I want an invite to that party because, yeah, I'm 100% here for it. And it's been like that for over 10 years, the minimum wage, right? But to put that in context, that's $290 a week for someone working 40 hours a week and just over $15,000 a year. So imagine in this economy making $15,000 a year. So it's no wonder people have to work two, three jobs, a side hustle, the other side hustle, just to keep a roof over their heads, clothes on the body and food on the table. Which is insane because we know that there are some states where the minimum wage is actually much higher. Being California is one of them. But still, too many people have to work way too hard just to live and most importantly, just to survive. And that's why when something unexpected happens, like a flat tire or a refrigerator break in or just something, it can feel devastating for many families. And growing up, my family was one of them. Facts. Because I know learning at a young age to manage money is important. I got a flat tire. I have to have the money to pay for it, right? But people are continuing this in their adulthood and when they have families and children. But what is amazing is what people do when they feel their backs are against the wall. The hustle, the entrepreneurship, and the ingenuity. And don't forget how people come together in community to make sure everyone can eat. So here to share their experiences Today is Jose Manuel Guerrero and Roger Davis. Jose is a construction worker in Detroit who also works at a church. And Roger is a retired accountant who now spends his time serving black businesses in Austin, Texas. Thank you both very much for being here with us today. So we kind of like to kick off the podcast just asking a few fun facts about you guys. So Roger, let's start with you. What is a fun fact about you that you'd like to share? From Chicago, I love okay. the bowl. <laughs> I, love I love it. I love it. <laughs> Are you good at it? Uh, <laughs> on some days. Okay. <laughs> it, it has to be enough oil on the on the lane for my okay. curve to work. I know nothing about bowling, so I'll take your word on that. Jose, what's a fun fact about you? Um, I know. I feel like I'm a busy person, but. I don't know if that funny or not, but I really don't got any like a hobby. My hobby is doing, you know, everything I do in my house, in my job. Um, I used to have a hobby, but since I don't have any, I just find everything is fun. You know, my work, whatever I do, try to get a stretch of my time. But, so I make it yeah. funny. So I always joking with my kids and try to make him laugh, my wife, to get a good time. So. Maybe it's that. Every, everybody thinks I'm so serious, but I really not. I really joke a lot. Okay. And speaking of families, you have a beautiful family. Yeah, so yeah, can you tell yeah, us a little family, bit about that? Um, I've been married for uh, almost, it's, gonna, it's becoming 25 years uh, with my wife. My wife is Esther. She's original from Mexico too. We come together to USA. 
We together have seven mm-hmm. kids. Is a, a boy, a 23, and a bit, uh, five daughters, 22, 21, 20, 18, and, seven, and 16. So four of them, they, you know, they are already in college. Wow. One of them just finished the college. She's, she's looking for, for work. Right now, she's uh, doing like an interview to apply for a job for that community work here in Detroit. So I hope everything goes well for her too. And uh, the other one, they're working and they're going to college. And I got a little one. Uh, it's, a, it's a boy, eight years old. He's in the school. He always with me. I always try to spend the most time with him to, you know, that ever. Uh, they are all my life. I do anything for them. So all my efforts, everything, my illusion, my hopes, everything go around from them. Well, so uh, something that is really nice, um, uh, you know, whatever we do, uh, we always do together with my wife. Not, nobody is by their side, you know, she's doing the side and or my and my side. We always do everything together. So actually we're working together and they're here in the church and a Catholic church here in Detroit. No. And Roger, what about yours? You know, I retired from 3M uh, uh, in 2019, December of 2019. Uh, but I didn't retire straight to the rocking chair. <laughs> And uh, so other than spending, uh, you know, time with family and and, and, and at church, uh, at uh, Church of Christ at Eastside here in Austin, uh, I, I serve on five different nonprofit boards. And, uh, you know, I guess from my upbringing, um, from my mother and father, uh, always wanted to give back. Uh, in whatever way I can, using whatever uh, finite talents that I have. So, and it's a joy just to hear you both share your experiences with us and, and see that you have such a big hand in helping the community and helping others. And it feels like it comes from a very genuine place because it feels good to know that people really care. Because our society and you know a lot of what's going on just in terms of you know bills and it just feels like things are getting more expensive and it feels like our, our government doesn't care. So with that being said, um, you know, as we all know, things are getting more and more expensive and not just luxuries like vacation and travel, but the basic necessities like rent and food. I want to know how are inflation and rising costs affecting your family and friends? We, I'm, I'm, I really struggling. I really been struggling to make a, every dollar count. So, um, before that, before to feel like that, this level of inflation, we try to do, you know, the best, uh, strategies to spend our money, you know, make a budget, try to get, you know, more, um, whatever we need in the house, especially the food, but other the food, uh, the other things like we always necessary, like insurance, uh, house insurance, maintenance in the cars. So, but this, at this point, I've been really struggling. I've been actually um, trying to do, you know, more work uh, by this, by, by, like a side work, you know, beside my construction work and the church work. I always, I've been asking every weekend if somebody need help, you know, and, and another company, different companies who, who he can need a help in Saturdays, uh, even in Sundays. But because, um, you know, I be compared everything. Like uh, when I go to the store, try to get some milk or something like that. 
I'm being tried, you know, even reduce the amount of the food that I'm being buying every every week. Um, try to, you know, save it and 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 electricity and everything that, that we've been consuming. I almost got a month like uh, I'm being, um, you know, when I with my work in the construction work, it's not the far. My job is not the far. It's about like not even six miles. So. I would put it in practice to save some money, you know, in gas and time. So I ride the bus. I've been riding the bus and I um, use my bike. So I use I use the bus in the way, you know, to go there to my job. And then the way back, I use my bike because I'm being, at the same time, I've been trying to do, you know, more exercise, you know, to keep in shape. But but in the same time, I'm being, you know, doing because I'm saving some money. <laughs> So I, it take me a while to convince my wife to say, you know, I got to do it because the other way we're not gonna see any difference. And the gas, especially because the gas is so high. So we've been doing almost a month. So, and then in, and for me, it be working like a, as a goal too, because every week I say, okay, my goal this week is gonna be 30 miles riding the bike, you know, saving some money. So we've been seeing the difference, but we're still struggling. Because um, there's some, um, you know, recurring charge like uh, we can uh, avoid like the, all the insurance, uh, the payments in the house, like the electricity, the gas, and all that, and and the food too. So um, we used to go have a you know lunch every Sunday, you know, well not every Sunday, but every once in a one or two Sundays in a month. But now we stop it to do it that because we're not able. If we do it, then we want to be struggling with the payment. So I've been talking with my daughter to see, well, we're not going to do it. And, you know, for now, we just got to look at a better time to do it. But because it was so important to me to have a time, you know, in the Sunday after the, to go to the church, to get together and talk about how everything going and share the time. But I feel so bad because we, we, we're not able to do that anymore. Just because we not got it, really the truth is we not got enough money to do it, and um, I'm be feeling too because I got I got time to uh, my big up um, I can say my big problem is always the transportation, because we we try to get a, a new car just to get any problem because we've been driving a car for almost eight years and you know it's like a old car you used car you always expect that the something's gonna be broke. So like two, three weeks ago, the car that we driving, it broke and then it's not the cost, like uh, $150, it's repair is cost almost $700. And I said, well, what do we gotta do? We got to pay because we need the car to keep everybody moving to go to the school. Um, we got to move the our daughters like four different schools. Thank God all the schools is around. We not got to drive a, 10 miles for one to another one is everything is around, but it's still consuming time and gas to take everybody on time. But, um, you know, thank God we got work. You know, I'm, I feel so grateful with God that I got a place where I can work and cutting, you know, that I can get some money. Uh, maybe, you know, that the construction job, sometimes it means that with the rain or with the snow, you cannot work. It's the pain of the weather. But thank God I always working in a job that don't matter what rain or shine, we always working. So that helped me too to make my plans through, you know, to get my payments on time. But 
um, right now I can not miss any time for nothing. And sometimes I need to do something else, you know, for my daughters, but I got to say my wife, you know what, this time I cannot do it because if I, if I may, I miss a day, it's going to mean, it's going to mean we got to be hiding something. So we really been feeling so much, you know, all the, the inflation. So I just, a, sim, a little example is uh, when we go buy that box of eggs, they used to cost like $6. Now it's like almost $13. So I, uh, you know, I keep my diet, you know, every day. So every day I eat salad. And the, the dressing I use, they used to cost 99 cents. Now it's cost almost $2. I say, what this? So I've been feeling, I've been feeling, I've been, I've been feeling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because... <laughs> Seriously, yeah, ninety nine yeah, to two ninety. Like yeah, know, the dressing to get the salad. So what? So okay, go get some dressing. So I go there and check the dressing. What is two dollars now? So yeah, but we need it because I even that we um try to keep it, you know, and and everything healthy, you know, on uh, shape to because we still got so much to do. But yeah, I I I really do. Um, one of the things, you know, I want to come into is, and this year, this year, uh, I take the decision to, to go back in my home insurance, because I have it sometimes that I don't have an insurance in my house, but maybe uh, through the news, you remember we had a flood and, and the city of Detroit, because it was too much rain. So my old basement was flooded the water, and I lost so many of the things of so many of the belongings. So and then uh, they do the process to apply for the FEMA, but I never get the answer about that. I almost lost and belongings like ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars. I do all the process, I never get a response. So they said the only way you can get a response is through the insurance. So that's made me to take the decision to get another, you know, to get the insurance for my house because who knows, you know, we can get another floor and then I'm gonna be lost everything again. So I don't want that to happen. So that I, one of the decisions I knew that it's gonna cost me more, it's gonna me reduce, you know, my money to use in something else. But you know, for now we okay, you know, and that that point. But um, yeah, so I I really felt feel bad for my kids, you know, because sometimes they wanted something, especially my little one. She he always asked me for something for this for this, and I said, well, we got to wait to see, you know, the things get better for us and then we we were able to do it and but yeah yeah i'm i feel every day the inflation yeah it's it's insane and you know before we move on to you know roger i just want to say first of all thank you for your honesty and your transparency because your story is like many other american stories you know so you're not alone in this and just listening to you, I feel like all of our hearts dropped, not just because we felt bad, but because we can also relate, you know, like listening to you, we've all been there in a space where we feel like we can't really live and thrive because of we we just don't have the money, you know, and, and not sad that that controls our happiness. Like, I don't have a car either. Living in 
California and, you know, everything is just so expensive and it makes you makes you second guess everything, you know, or, you, you know, you go out with your friends and you don't want to spend any money because you're like, OK, well, if I spend this, then will I be able to pay this bill? And it just costs so much to live. The cost of living is just ridiculous. It's just literally the cost of living, period. And that's not just talking about rent. That's everything. And it it creates depression. It creates seasonal depression. It, it creates such a, a weight that's on your shoulders. And I know that you want to give so much to your family and to your girls. But when I say that your story is like many other people that are listening to this podcast right now. So we appreciate your honesty and your transparency and we stand with you. And that's why we're having these conversations because something needs to be done. And that's what we're doing. We're doing something about it right now. So thank you. Since we are in the front of the the church, you know, and then we got, we able to help another family. We always do. My wife always, she always open the eyes, the ears, whoever they need. And we always try to find the right help for them. You know, sometimes the people, they are really in tragedies and disasters. And no matter what, we always looking for the help, you know, for them. Because we've been doing that too, um, like I said before, uh, thank God we got a work, we got a job. You know, we're not like a, with the empty hands that we gotta re, um, asking for the, you know, for um, government programs. We we not got to do it now. You know, we we don't want to do it. We we will be try to do it ourselves. You know, the more we can, and and we and we've been doing. You know, we really been doing. And that's what moving up together is all about, leaning on each other, leaning on our community and uh, moving up literally together. So I want to I wanna also, um, you know, uh, I, I want you, uh, Roger, to kind of weigh on that question as well. You know, how is inflation and the rising costs affecting you and your family and friends? Yeah, well, in, inflation is an issue that uh, everybody needs to be mindful of uh, there's going to be times when there's hardly any inflation but inflation is always coming because we live in a supply and demand uh lifestyle you know a capitalist you know, free economy so uh, you know and when there's limited resources and, and there's demand mm-hmm. for those limited resources well it starts to go to the highest bidder and so that doesn't help those with limited money. Um, and uh, so, so like has already been mentioned, you know, if you if you got family or a good church to rely on to kind of help catch you in certain case in certain situations and get you through certain patches, that's great. But <clears throat> but that's not that's not an infinite situation um and that's and that's why um everybody needs a job a career a business or trade um and then once they have that then it's a matter of how do you Mm -hmm. manage those resources um how do you prioritize and uh, and so you know, I was blessed to receive one of the Up Together grants, and and what I what I put that to is support. Um, you know, Nava's you know 
organization and we've been putting on a what we call a financial fitness seminar uh, we'll be putting on our 11th annual on october 22nd of this year and uh, uh people can find it online if, if you if you go to eventbrite and put in 11th annual financial fitness seminar in austin texas you can find it um, because last year for the first time it was hybrid mm-hmm. in person and virtual and we'll do it again this year as well because you know of course covid forced us all to do online or hybrid and basically the way the the event works and and sponsors you know fund it for us um it's pretty much all day from eight from eight thirty to three thirty um it's free to all free to the community uh you know you have experts giving good one-hour sessions nobody is selling anything so it's a very safe environment you don't have to worry about somebody trying to sell you something yeah and thank you so much for mentioning that because this this is um a a big um part of learning and as we're growing we and candy and i were talking about this earlier where um our communities have been so uh, fearful of making money and there's money to be made. It's not to say that they don't want to work. We've been ingrained with, we have to work in order to survive, but really yes, work, make money, but then also find ways to gain passive income, right? So we don't talk enough in our communities about passive income and having money work for us. So, you know, you, you literally led into my other question where it was, you know, what would you say to people who say, oh, you know, well, if you want to make more money, you have to go and get a college degree and get a higher education. And, you know, that's the only way you're going to make more money. Um, yes, education is key. You want to get an education. But like you said, Roger, also, if, if, if not a college, traditional college degree, a trade, um, a skill set, something that you're good in. Jose is in construction. You know, you have diff- even in construction, you have different levels. You have a master contractor. How do you get an internship to get up to a master contractor level? So on and so forth. Yeah, and actually, and actually, it's true, right? Because you know, like I'm been doing it construction for almost twenty years, and I kind of like um, you know, certified laborer based on tender and every kind of requirement, you know that. Any company who hire me, I'm able to do whatever they ask me to. So that's give me, like he said, like some kind of security because I've been taking so many trainings. So I feel okay at that point. You know, and the other hand, uh, to, to get a, a deposition I got in the church, I went three years. I went three years to study to get a theology grade and a, and a seminar here in Detroit too. So I'm being invested in the time too. To get more, you know, to get more to to secure, you know, what I got, you know, doing, you know, what I'm doing right now. There is another side to mm-hmm. the coin, right? Otro lado de la moneda, how we say. Um, when you're talking about small businesses, um, how because small businesses right now are having a very hard time. People are like, oh, they don't want to pay us, or they don't want to pay workers, but that's not true because they're struggling. They're not a multi-billion-dollar corporation. There's small businesses that are dealing with payroll, that are dealing with, you know, if they're a brick and mortar store, they're dealing with, you know, rent costs. What what would you say to them and how to navigate, you know, this transition post-COVID, post, you know, and during an inflation? 
you know, before I really want to ask for any money from them, um, I, I want them to understand what their budget is. And it's, and it's amazing how so many people, they think the budget is in their head, but it really isn't. I mean, there, there's so much they're missing and there's so much they can't anticipate because they don't really sit down and think about it. And, uh, uh, and you really need to know what are the true fixed costs you have to deal with and what are the true variable costs you have to deal with. And then what dependable revenue do you really have coming in? Uh, so that if a pandemic does hit, what can you really do? You know, and on the other side, what if you, what if somebody comes along and say, Hey, you're, I love your product. I love your service. I want to quadruple my orders from you. Well, can you handle that? You know, do you have enough employees? You know, and, and employees mean you got to pay them. Employees don't want to hear, uh, I want you to work this week and I'll pay you next month. No, you got to have, you got to have cash to pay them. So there's, there's a, there's a good, the good side has an issue to it and the bad side has an issue to it. And really having people sit down and that's a part of our financial fitness seminar. And I do it individually with folk as well. Um, you know, like, for example, if you're in a business, there's a lot of free services you can utilize. You don't have to go out and pay for everything because, you know, you're going to you're going to get plenty of junk mail in your mailbox. You're going to get emails. You're going to get phone calls saying you need to take this class. It's the best class ever. And it costs X amount of dollars. Well, if you ain't making a whole lot of revenue, you may want to save that money. Uh, I'm not saying that. Um, that class won't be valuable, but, you know, knowing, uh, like I've been to sessions with students, I, I asked them, what's the number one business in volume in the world? You know, they'll, they'll tell me different things, you know, maybe say McDonald's or, you know, or some gas station. I say the number one business in the world is your home. Because every home got to bring in money and he's got expenses to go out. And if you don't manage it well, you'll be out on the street. <laughs> you know, that's the number one business. And uh, and those basics, sometimes parents, they don't, they feel embarrassed to talk to their kids about how to manage money. And, and you know, unfortunately, sex, religion, and money are the three things that we don't want to talk about. But unfortunately, everybody knows when you hadn't done it right. That was a word right there. <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's also because a lot of us really just don't know. A lot of us are learning a lot of things for the first times. And that's why, you know, like when you said that, you know, you're, you're talking about these resources for businesses. I'm like, OK, well, a lot of us don't know where to look in our local cities for these resources. We really like literally just don't know. We're a lot. We're learning a lot of things for the first time. And, you know, um, speaking of which, I know, Jose, you are in construction, as we've mentioned before. Uh, you're part of a labor union, I assume, right? Um, which helps workers get better wages and benefits and overall fair treatment and, most importantly, respect. 
what impact has the union had on you and your coworkers? I feel, you know, like protected because I know I have a, I have a, a retirement fund, you know, I got some of the benefits, my insurance, all kind of benefits I've been having. So I feel like protected at that point. So um, if I want to retire early, I can, I can do that too. I always got work, you know, because every time I'm being needed work, I, I get, I can get a job through the union. Um, and another thing is, uh, you know, Detroit is like booming in construction. So for the last seven years, the company I've been working with, they keep me busy all year round. We actually got problems to find people to come help us. Even uh, even me, my company got a big customer like four like General Motors who need a big projects. We struggling to get people. You know, I I feel like that because I've been doing this for so many years. So sometimes I gotta be doing by myself. You know, doing everything by myself because it's not enough people. But um, I feel okay with the union. I I got a good and good stand. You know, the the leaders, the secretaries that are standing are people. So I always contact with them. Always. Talk to them. How's everything going? The only thing that we don't like that is uh, when they design the the last contract, you know, to get the raise, they just lock the the raise. So I don't know if they're thinking about the inflation or not. But every time that we got a raise, it's not significant significant to against the inflation. So the inflation is already far from us. Even if we got a raise, it's not gonna be you know enough to cover everything. But at that point, everything is good with the with the union and uh, the workers. Um, I w- I was uh, I talked with the with the secretary. I I already I, I actually commented that I went to be a, like a that promote the union because I know a lot of people around here they don't got union. The the people is not protected by the union. So I said, well, I like to be organizer or some like a VA representative from the union to let the people know about the benefits of the union. So they're supposed to say, okay, every whenever change they come, you, we let you know. So you can go talk with the Spanish people, especially to let them know about the benefits to be in the union. But uh, every person I know, I, he's, I know he's in the construction. I said, get in the union, get in the union, because it's better for everybody. It's better for us. It's better for you. But yeah. they don't see the benefit. They just want to see the money. But I say always, uh, I mean, think about your future because you're not going to be the John all the time. You gotta get older, so you're gonna need a pension, you know, when you get retired. So if you retire, you're working with a union company, you probably don't gotta get nothing. So better to get in the union. So my my family is, is good to, you know, it's so happy with that. Like so, oh yeah, with you retire, you gotta get some, you know, benefit from that. And then there are also a lot of unions that have credit unions as well and banks. Yeah. You can get loans and funding for different things, but you got to read, you got to do the research, you know, you got to go the extra mile as well. You know, going back to Roger's point, sometimes we have to, you know, do what we have to do to educate ourselves. And go the extra mile. I, I, did, I need to find out more, but I get in a, you know, a Catholic Credit union, and I'm being so happy with that services because the the interest rate is you know it's so low. It's just uh-huh. a, oh much better, much much better. So much I'm being okay. applying for yeah. different loans, you know, to yeah. fix my house, and I always get what I need. And then you know, I, I mean, I and then there's another thing I always recommend it: go to the union, the credit union, the Catholic credit union. You get a good uh, good stuff there. So 
and this is a hundred percent uh community sharing right here because you know this is information like being in Detroit, being in Austin, having these resources, you know, again, mm -hmm. like you mm -hmm. don't know until someone tells you, right? Really? It really is. These resources are a lot of times word of mouth. So how have you seen, and Roger, let me ask you first, how have you seen these resources um, during these hard times in, you know, in, during inflation? How have you seen people in your community kind of support each other with that? Has it been through the passing of information, like Jose was saying, he's like, oh, he's telling his friends, go to go do this, go apply to this credit union. How have you seen that affect um, your community in Austin? Oh, yes. Uh, um, collaboration and unity is, is definitely the way. Um, uh, matter of fact, um, I, um, NABA uh, participates under an umbrella organization called Black Professional Alliance of Austin. And uh, so, so NAVA is a part, there's the black engineers, there's the black lawyers, the black doctors, the black firefighters, uh, the Urban League, HTs, the historically black college, uh, uh, black nurses, and all of these organizations um, do things for the community. All of them provide free services. All of them offer scholarships. Many of them own their own businesses, are, are looking for interns or permanent placement. And so by talking and sharing and collaborating, we can get that information to the people who need it much quicker because we, we know and we can get it to the, to the churches uh, uh, to get it out to the community. Uh, so, uh, you know, cause we, you know, we, we want our community to, to thrive and, 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 and grow and, and uh, we don't want, you know, and, and I guess that's the competition too. You know, it, you know, every town, city, and state yep. want, uh, wants theirs to do better than <laughs> the other one. Yep. <laughs> you know, so you, you better work together. You better, I mean, we're all, we're, you know, whatever, wherever, wherever you place your home or hat, uh, you're on that team, whether you think you're on that team or not. It's a great way to look and, at it. Uh, to help people you know, understand, um, you know, where they're at and, uh, uh, and, and understand what's, what's important and what's key, uh, you know, like for, you know, one, cause you know, since I do insurance and investments, you know, I tell people, you know, right now you're good, you're young and good looking and working, working, working. But when, you know, but when you get to 70, 80, 90, 100 years old, you might still be good looking, but you ain't gonna be to work as much. So, uh, uh, so you know, so if you're able to get insurance through a job, that's great. But if you, you don't, get you better some. get some. Uh, so because that 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 protects you. That protects you in case mm -hmm. you die too soon. But if you live too long, insurance don't help you. You need if you hadn't invested in something. You know, some people are blessed to get a 401k through their job. You know, others, you know, you got to start your own. Um, but you just can't work, 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 work. And, and you know, that's why, you know, you know, some people come on falling on hard times and have to come to the church or to family. But some people just didn't know and didn't right. and, and mismanaged. And now they're old. 
and their body is breaking down and you can't work two and three and four jobs right. you get to 89 100 years old uh, so if things for our community to consider um you know and like like you said already sometimes our our people didn't know the best my the best advice i got from my dad was boy you better save now he didn't tell me how right. he didn't tell me where you know but he told me he gave me the best financial advice he could boy you you better save a lot of these conversations we're just now having and maybe there's somebody that's going to be listening to this podcast that's going to be hearing even this conversation for the first time you know what advice can we give to those families because when i think about my family that's what i think about like my mother dropped out of school when she was 13. you know my father barely finished high school um so what do we say to families like that that are literally just starting and building a foundation? Well, hopefully through family or church or maybe some com community um, leaders, they can find someone that they trust um, to talk these issues over. Uh, one one, if you're building a house, you put it together one brick at a time. I mean, you, you can't eat the elephant all at once. You eat the elephant one piece at a time. So building trusting relationships of people who have better expertise than you. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I went to school for accounting, but if the, if, if you ask me to do your plumbing, I'm up. I'm you're in trouble. I can't help you. So all of us need good relationships. If your AC go out in Texas and it's 100 degrees, if you ask me, you're in trouble. I have know nothing about AC. Uh, all of us need to build good relationships, and it, it may be brick by brick, one person at a time. You know, if your money's limited, find as many free resources as possible. Uh, you know, you know, a lot of the organizations I work with, you know, NAVA offers free classes. You know, I already talked about the financial fitness seminar, the urban league that I work with, they offer free home repair. They offer free classes. Uh, I mean, find as many, as much help through family, through church and through community resources you can. Um, uh, you know, one mm -hmm. at a time. You know, and, you know, as much as you can, you know, because, of course, when you're working and you got family, there doesn't seem to be a lot of time. Yeah, lot. Yeah. <laughs> but unfortunately, you you have to put aside. And that's and that's also why a lot of businesses fail. Is because the business climate is always changing. So if you're working, working, working and nobody in your business is setting aside time to learn new technology or learning the like like Jose's in construction. I bet they're creating new tools all the time, new ways to do things. Somebody's got to learn because eventually, you know, for example, have you good looking young ladies ever been in the yes, phone booth? <laughs> yep. See, some some of our yep. kids don't even know what a phone booth is because mm -hmm. the cell phone's taking over. Technology and things change. So everybody in the family or somebody in the family has to be learning and helping the family or you helping mm -hmm. yourself improve. It's like you already talked about inflation and changing times. 
you know, mm-hmm. they can catch up with you. And, and yes, pass you they, by. they will definitely pass you by. And speaking of changing, the same question goes to you, Jose. Uh, what do you think needs to happen um, for people to no longer have to work multiple jobs well, to take care of their families? Um, I can say that, and and this point, and you know, and this this moment of my life, um, my wife and me, we decide to do that. You know, to I want. I don't want to say sacrifice because we, you know, so happy to do it. But we see like a, we investing in the future. We always encourage our daughters in education, you know, to invest the time in education, and all kind of resources that you know is one of the things that I spend my time looking for resources for them. Um. It was a it was a at the point that we almost moved out of Detroit, you know, city of Detroit. But then after I find out that if my daughters get graduated from Detroit, from the high school in Detroit, they can get a full ride. They can get a scholarship. So they changed my mind to say I'm not gonna move out of Detroit because then I gotta call the wings for my daughters. So I wanna stay here and get all the resources so they can get applied, that they can get a you know, get in a college and in a, in a university. So that's what we've been doing. So I can mm-hmm. say, um, I agree, you know, I, at that point I would like to, to save some money, but if I something I recommend it most of the time, anybody is to get educated. So I doing my part, you know, working for my daughters that they need me now because I supported them now. They expect it for me or anything, so I'm doing now because I want they they get better, you know, in better position, you know, better income, you know, better house. So, so I always talk to them about the dreams, you know, to get a big dream. Don't don't get a small dream. Get a big dream. Get a nice car, nice apartment. So you're gonna have it. Don't matter. You see now we struggling, but you're gonna have it because you gotta educate it. Every year, every year here in the church, we gotta. We got a class, the confirmation class. So I, I always do the interviews with them, the, the kids, the kids that I almost in the high school, you know, uh, finish the high school to get in the college. So instead of asking about religion, I always asking, "What you got to? Are you gonna go to the school?" Oh no, I don't know. So I try to encourage anybody, you know, any young kids to go in the school. You know, oh, you can get educated, you can get this, you can get this, you can get this scholarship. So they not even know what, what they're gonna find their scholarship. I will let them know because in my own experience, to my daughters, my especially my oldest daughters, she spends so much time looking for resources. So I recommended anybody to get educated. I say, um, don't get don't get uh, yeah. eating dogs. You, you don't got to eat in dogs, you know, like in the construction. Go educate yourself, and you get it in a better position. That way. You will have more time to spend with your family. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna be sacrificed your weekend working in construction. You go be with your family, and you're gonna you're not gonna miss nothing. If they graduated, you're gonna be there. Is there something special for your family? Yeah. You go be there. You're not gonna be missing everything like they happen with that. Most of the families who just arrived here in the country who spend so much time working and working and working, and then. They're really missing everything because they gotta get out from the house at six a.m. and they come back at night and the night. So 
they already miss everything. The lunch, you know, the the dinner, the the how, what is the homework? What is about this? What is about this? So I take the decision long time ago that I said I don't want to be like that. So I want to be working just a specific time to be with my family because I always say to anybody, you can have a thousand jobs, but family is just one. So I invest in my family too. Even I work in a two jobs, but always I secure that we have some time with my family. So that's would be my recommendation, you know, to if you're a parent, if you're working, you know, just try to encourage your kids to get educated. Yeah, education. I think I think uh, Jose and Roger both gave us so many uh, great nuggets in that question alone, Mena. And, you know, we have a, a really great segment called Free Game. You ready to take it away, Mena? Yes, let's go. And here's a, here's what I'm also hearing. Keywords, education and ask. Absolutely. They go together like ask. community. Right. Right. Exactly. It's like, don't be afraid to ask, ask and use your resources. Uh-huh. I love that. Okay. So gentlemen, we always like to close out the podcast with a segment called free game. Right. So here we, we send a message to our nonprofits, our political leaders of our cities, um, anyone that is trying to help the community, so to speak. So cualquier persona que quiera ayudar la, la comunidad, los políticos, todo. What would you like to say to them um, so they can get these uh, resources to our communities and to actually help? So, ¿qué podrían hacer para um, hacer mejor? ¿Qué podrían hacer mejor para ayudar la comunidad? Que sea un político, que sea una, una organización, una iglesia. Um, you know, whether it be your politicians, whether it be a church or whatever, what can they do better to better serve the community? Jose, empecemos contigo. Get, get a better pay to the teachers. Get, get the support they need because the teachers that live in, then, then they don't want to do that anymore because it's a big challenge with the kids. So they got to spend a lot of the time, a lot of the time to try to educate it, try to make the people listening and the kids don't want to listen. They don't believe in that anymore. So I know how, I can just think about how the teacher suffering about that. So I would say, get some more support to the teacher, get a real, real, you know, the, the, a good pay for them to motivate them to keep in doing what they do. Amen. And we do have a teacher shortage. So, yep. And uh, Roger, what would you say? Uh, the goal should always be true equity. Uh, and so if we don't have it, uh, make sure funds are going to those areas that are lagging behind. You know, um, you know, for example, when COVID hit, it was obvious in the Austin, Central Texas area, the areas that did not have uh, cell phone access or connectivity, internet uh, yeah. Internet access, I mean. So they they were already behind when we switched to school at home. And um, so hopefully our leaders are paying attention as to what our equity is looking like. So it doesn't take another natural disaster. To, to to try to catch things up. Uh, you know, that's, that should be an ongoing thing. 
Well, again, we want to thank you guys both for joining us today. Um, so much free game, so much great insight, so many nuggets. Um, just very insightful. We thank you guys for sharing, opening up. Um, and being your true authentic self because more than anything I think when we share our experiences it allows us all to understand that we're really not that different right we want to create relatability through this podcast and we want to create further awareness and I think that in this episode we did just that so if you feel compelled to do something and to educate and share some information we ask that you do so Um, on behalf of the Moving Up Together podcast I am Candy Marie and I'm Mena Diaz. by the national nonprofit Up Together and produced by Creative Differences. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.